Hello and welcome to the Bitcoin for Fairness series of the Anita Paw Show. In this show, we talk about the role Bitcoin is playing in enabling economic empowerment for individuals and communities by providing a fair and open access to a global financial network. My guest today is Josh Young. He is the chief of staff at New Story, a non-profit organization pioneering solutions to end global homelessness. Since its founding, New Story has built over 30 holistic communities impacting over 3,500 families in Haiti, Bolivia, El Salvador and Mexico. And they also built the first 3D printed community. Now they are partnering with Galois Money, the builders of the Bitcoin Beach wallet and with Bitcoin Beach to set up a community in El Salvador. As you can imagine, I have a lot of questions about this interesting project. As always, you can watch this interview on YouTube or you can listen to it in a lightning-enabled podcast app like the Breeze Tech app, Sphinx Chat or the Fountain app. Thanks for supporting Bitcoin for Fairness to Leden and the Human Rights Foundation. Learn Bitcoin will teach you the why and how to use Bitcoin. Anita's work makes Bitcoin approachable, understandable, and compelling to those who are new to Bitcoin. Andreas M. Antonopoulos, author Mastering Bitcoin and the Internet of Money. Order your copy now at learnbitcoin.link. That's learnbitcoin.link. Living on crypto is easier than you think with Bitrefill. Choose from over 4,000 gift cards and mobile top-up options from around the world. I used Bitrefill to top up my phone when I was visiting Zimbabwe. It was easy, worked like a charm and I even earned sats back. Pay with Bitcoin, Lightning, Ethereum, Dash, Tether over Tron and many more options. No account is necessary. Join the thousands of users around the world who are living on crypto today using Bitrefill. Join now at bitrefill.com and start earning sets back with each purchase. That's bitrefill.com. Hello and welcome to the Anita Posh Show, Josh Young from New Story. Hi Anita, it's a pleasure to be on today. Yeah, it's also a pleasure to uh, meet you online again because we met in El Salvador back in uh, November last year. And uh, as far as I know, you're doing a lot of work in El Salvador at the moment, and I'm curious uh, what it is, and we will talk about that. Yeah, for sure. It's an exciting time to be down in El Salvador. And for us, we've done work there for six years, and now that the rest of the world is also watching, it's really exciting. Okay, cool. So before we get into this, um, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers and um, yeah, also maybe tell, uh, tell us a little bit about what you did before New Story. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm Josh Young, the Chief of Staff at New Story Charity. Uh, before New Story, I was so historically just an athlete, uh, football player, academic. I double majored and played two sports in the NCAA, football and wrestling. I, upon graduation, I worked in investment banking and then worked on a successful political campaign and then got accepted into Harvard Grad School before meeting the CEO at New Story, literally right before the pandemic. So we met 
at News Stories office on News Stories very last day before they closed down um, in March. And uh, we really hit it off. I really fell in love with News Story. There's an Apple TV documentary about the work that we do. Uh, and it just blew me away. I wanted to be a part of it. So I ended up declining Harvard grad school to join the mission at New Story. Um, so going from investment banking to a uh, nonprofit with a, a kind of a wave there, but just when the pandemic was happening, I knew I didn't want to be on the sidelines. I wanted to be on the front lines of doing good work in a unique time in my life where it was just a huge opportunity to lead and to love. And hopefully we don't see a, a, a situation like this come up again. So it might be the only time in my lifetime where there, there was such a need. Um, and so new story, we, uh, Pioneer Solutions to End Global Homelessness, focused on affordable housing internationally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that later. Let's first talk a little bit about uh, Bitcoin, um, because News Story is also um, using Bitcoin for its projects. And I would like to know um, how you personally got interested in Bitcoin. Um, what's your story here? Yeah. So my first time hearing about Bitcoin was actually in high school. But at the time, high school kids, their value prop was, oh, the government can't track like if you do illegal stuff with it. And at the time, I was very much like not interested in trying anything that might get me in trouble. So tuned it out immediately. Then in college, um, 2017, my senior year, it started to be kind of told as a wealth generation uh, opportunity. So then I started to listen. I bought my first Bitcoin um, and just was really excited about the potential for a new money, right? And when I really got into the weeds of Bitcoin was thanks to Bitcoin Beach and their attention when El Salvador decided they were going to make Bitcoin legal tender. Then Bitcoin Beach and the the risk they took in making an economy out of Bitcoin got started to get publicized. And that's when um, I really got interested in Bitcoin. So kind of just recently, more than um, more than just dabbling in, in terms of buying it. Mm -hmm. And um, what are your experiences with it or what are your observations um, from El Salvador and El Sonte, Bitcoin Beach? Um, how are people using Bitcoin? Um, what are the, the most ex important use cases? Yeah, in El Sonte specifically, they're using Bitcoin for everything. Money transfers for ranging from coffee to uh, food to surf lessons. I personally used Bitcoin for all to make transactions for all those things while I was down there. Um, and New Story specifically, we're now creating the first community that will use 100% of repayments will be paid in Bitcoin, making affordable housing accessible to so many people. So that I think 
and and unbiasedly i think that's the the most useful use case uh, i can't think of a better asset than a home and being able to make that affordable for families thanks to bitcoin is just kind of what bitcoin was made for to level the playing field so having families who previously couldn't afford homes being able to afford homes i think that's the best use case for bitcoin yeah definitely i can remember i also took one surf lesson the first surf, surf <laughs> lesson of my life uh in el sonte and i also paid with bitcoin yeah 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 <laughs> i i had to do this you know like just like support them and and pay with lightning yeah for sure and it's the surf city it's the capital of surfing so it's exactly. the best place to start yeah exactly so um New Story wants to help solve the problem of homelessness. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe talk a little about, bit in general about the like the size of the problem? Because yeah. like I think most people um, who are listening to this podcast, we don't suffer from homelessness, and yeah. we live in in very much uh, developed nations. Um, please tell us a little bit about that problem. Yeah. So currently there are 1.6 billion people in the world that suffer from homelessness, uh, either completely without homes or what we call makeshift shelters. That means ground floors, tarp tent roofs, and uh, kind of steel walls set up that isn't exactly safe or secure. And then the UN is projecting that number to grow to 3 billion by 2030. So current solutions aren't keeping up with the problem. There are more and more people getting pushed into homeless situations and what the UN deems inadequate shelter. Um, so that's the problem we're facing. And at New Story, we saw this and we're, we're blown away, right? That despite our best efforts, that number is growing. Uh, so we realized we needed to do things differently. And that's kind of the DNA at New Story, where we started out with this 100% transparency model, and then we were accepted into Y Combinator. And I'm going to brag on New Story a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. where Y Combinator is the premier startups accelerator in the world. Uh, they produce companies like Airbnb, like Coinbase, um, DoorDash, a, a ton of for-profit companies that you've heard of. And New Story was one of the first nonprofits to ever be accepted and to graduate that program. And that really set the course for the rest of our DNA, trying to focus on innovation. We were held to the same exact standards as Airbnb and set similar high reaching goals. Um, and then we had an opportunity to invest in a startup called Icon to that was producing 3D printed homes. So back in 2019, we uh, launched the first community of 3D printed homes in Nacuca, Mexico. So we brought innovation to families most in need, really flipping on the head of a typical situation where 
when innovation happens, usually those most in need receive that innovation last, if at all. And we were determined to bring the innovation to people who actually needed it first. Um, so that, that project got a ton of interest from kind of everybody. We were featured in an Apple TV documentary. Um, we were on in many, many articles and even on the front page of the New York times for this project. So that generated a lot of interest and, um, it was encouraging. So starting with a new story, we were named because families that receive the benefit of home can write a new story, the foundation for their family to thrive. And then second, a new story for nonprofits, a way to operate differently. And we guarantee that 100% of every donation goes directly to home building costs. That's our number one thing, transparency. We're able to do that because a very generous network of individuals that support our operations. But that means everybody who donates, 100% of that goes to construction costs. And we use 100% local labor, 100% local materials. So we're really empowering the entire economy around the families that we're serving. So we don't want to be in a situation where helping hurts. We're making sure everybody operates at a profit locally. Um, and we're really empowering the entire community. So how is the business model running? I mean, I get, I guess you uh, get paid for your work and the other people, uh, the, the staff of New Story. Yeah. So right now we have about 60 individuals and families who we've, we call the builders, um, and they donate directly to our operations expenses. So they fund for things like my salary. They pay for my salary. They pay for events. They pay for um, different innovations we want to try, like our Bitcoin beach re repayment model. Um, and that way we can promised everybody else that all their money donated goes to home building costs. Mm -hmm. Understand, understand. So it's mm -hmm. two streams of donations, basically. Yep. And uh, two completely separate bank accounts that never touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the project in Mexico. How many houses um, um, did you build there? So we build in Mexico, Haiti, and El Salvador um, with a focus on Latin America. And in Mexico, we've built uh, close to 1,500 homes. Wow. Um, and, yeah. and all with the 3D printer? No, only one community so far was built with the 3D printer. Um, maybe sometime in the future, we'll, we'll do more communities with the 3D printer. But our, our main mission is to prove these solutions work. And then have like share transparently with other organizations, governments, uh, nonprofits, for profits to do similar work. And then all together, we can decrease the total number of global homelessness. So we were instrumental in getting that project off the ground and uh, proving that you can 3D print a home, which is <laughs> like mind blowing. <laughs> But uh, and 
they're, we're going to let them do more of the rest of the research and development stuff. And then when the price point gets to uh, less than what we're currently building at, then we're going to do even more. Mm, okay. So the 3D print printing is not uh, cost efficient enough at the moment because it's so new. Yeah, that's right. You have to pay engineers, you know, what they're mm -hmm. worth. And, um, but the CEO of Icon, his, his dream is to make this like $4,000 per home, um, which is, you know, it's doable. Maybe mm -hmm. it might take a decade, but it, it's coming. We believe that. Yeah. I mean, there's one question I still have about this process. Um, is, is the 3D printer uh, on site? Uh, mm -hmm. And is it is it printing a, a house, like the total house or just parts? <laughs> yeah. So the 3D printer is you have to get it on site. So that's that was a lot of the reason we chose Mexico, because it's close to Texas and you can drive it right through on a truck and um, it prints all the walls and the algorithm leaves space for windows and doors and like electrical outlets, plumbing all gets put in afterwards. It looks like soft serve ice cream when it goes around <laughs> and layers on top. Um, it's really cool. And it, they, it does all of that in uh, 24 hours of printing time. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay, so let's uh, talk about the project in El Salvador. Yes. I think you're also building homes there, is that right? So, mm -hmm. and before you said you started already six months ago, um, maybe you can talk a little bit about the origin story. Yeah, well, we've been building in El Salvador for six years now. So our first... Oh, six years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, our, we've built nearly a thousand homes in El Salvador so far. And then... So for a news story, anytime things in the news happens, it we're, we're obsessed about solving global homelessness. So like we, I think every time I see something, how can we use this to get more people in homes? So when I saw all the news about Bitcoin Beach and El Zante and an economy on Bitcoin and uh, virtual payments, I started to kind of research the area and it turns out in Latin America over 80 over 70 percent nearly 80 percent of people in Latin America are unbanked that means they can't have credit they don't have a store of value they can't make online payments in any way um, and over 90 percent of them have smartphones so if you have Bitcoin on your phone, then now you can make online payments from your couch like you and me are accustomed to or um, any number of things. So right now, the only way families can get any kind of loan is through a, a pen and paper, right? It's all recorded. There's all huge lack of transparency and the families have been taken advantage of for decades by banks. So most of them don't trust them. The ones who do try to get a loan, it's not uncommon to, for them to see a hundred percent interest rate, which is just what? absolutely it's unaffordable. You talk to families down there um, about trying to secure a long-term loan 
and they they think about it, try to explain how they would go about doing it, and then end up with, you know, it's just really not possible. It's not something I even thought about trying to do. It not something attainable. So, uh, being able to get an affordable loan, it to build a house and like kind of mortgage it out is something that they've been praying for. Not even a free home, but something that they can pay for affordably. It something they would have never dreamed of. So at New Story, we realized over our six years, families want to pay for their homes. I mean, they take better care of it. They pay, take better care of the community. They have more pride in it. Um, so we've always, not always, but we we charge families uh, an affordable repayment amount. And then historically, that has all gone to a community fund to build roads, um, do any other type of playgrounds that the community wants. Um, now we're moving towards a model where families will pay for their homes and then that money will come back to us and we'll use that for more homes going forward. Um, still operating as a nonprofit, but being able to stretch our money along. And then in El Zante, because of Bitcoin, we're able to offer families, you know, a 0% interest rate. We don't have to pay any operating expenses for uh, people to track them down, to go to the community, collect payments. Um, everything that they pay is tracked um, and we can export their payments, all their transactions to an Excel file very easily. It just fixes so many issues that the families are experiencing. And through this, we can show that one, this asset class is worth lending to. And then two, Bitcoin and the Lightning Network can be used to cut out a lot of the operations expenses in Latin America. And then hopefully eventually we can get like bigger banks, people with more money uh, than us to help millions of people provide access to affordable loans and housing options. Mm -hmm. So please explain to me how this works. So, um, who, who who has the Bitcoin, who gets it, who pays it back and how, and what happens if the price goes down just as right now? Yeah, for sure. So right now, what we're doing is we're denominating the loan in USD. The repayments will be in, in denominated in USD. So to do a fully Bitcoin mortgage while protecting families, uh, would be a little bit more, it would be tougher to implement immediately. So what we decided to do is denominate everything in USD and recommend for families to transfer the Bitcoin as soon as they convert it from cash. So there will be a Bitcoin ATM uh, in the community and then they can 
they get paid in some of them get paid in Bitcoin, but if they don't get paid in Bitcoin, they'll have to convert cash to Bitcoin. Um, and then they transfer that to us once a month. So in that way, we protect families from the fluctuations, at least until they have opportunities to save more money. Um, Bitcoin can be used as a wealth generation tool, but for families that are living day to day, that's not the case. But in our communities, we've seen on average a 63% increase in income. So as families start to make more income because they don't have to worry about surviving day to day, then they can start save, I don't know, 20, 30% of their income in Bitcoin. And over time, we've seen Bitcoin goes up um, but maybe not in immediate terms. So as they can save bigger chunks and live off of additional income, uh, we'll see them start to actually generate wealth. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is as soon as uh, people who don't have a home have a home, they can be more like productive in a way they can save more because yeah. they don't have all these fears and troubles. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when your only dream is making sure your families have enough food to eat or they have somewhere to sleep, you don't have time to dream about becoming an entrepreneur, dream mm -hmm. about your career, dream about going back and finishing school. Um, once you have a place that your family is safe and can rest every night, it opens up your mind to be who you were meant to be. And you can really <laughs> strive for so many different dreams. Mm -hmm. So you say it's denominated in US dollars uh, and mm -hmm. some people have Bitcoin in their wallets and can pay the mortgage directly in Bitcoin because they have the Bitcoin. Yep. But then when the price falls, I mean, of course, also if it goes up, but mm -hmm. um, when it falls, um, they have to pay back more Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, that's right. Uh, that's just a thing. It is like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, that's so right. yeah, that's the risk that people have to take. Yep. I mean, in short, that's that's right. I mean, still, they could say, okay, I keep a little bit in US dollars. And if the price falls, I don't pay in Bitcoin, I pay in US dollars. Or I I, I exchange it on that day yeah, when I pay. Right. <laughs> that's actually the best um, the best thing to do, right? Because then right. you can hold you can hold the Bitcoin in your wallet and wait so long until the price goes up again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So that's what we're essentially recommending that... Families, for the amount that they need to survive, they hold in U.S. dollars. And mm -hmm. if they want to save additional money, we're encouraging of that too. But the amount that they need to function their lives, uh, just to be safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I know El Sonte a little bit. Uh, where mm -hmm. is this area where you are building the houses? So if you... Have you been to Bitcoin Beach's office, Hope House? Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, so right across that street is where the first eight homes uh, have been built. So those families uh, have been connected to Bitcoin Beach for some time, and they will be receiving the first Bitcoin-backed homes. Um, okay. The, the larger community 
somewhere we're going to do it in phases. So at some point it'll be 500 homes, but the first 100, 200 will be down the road from those eight homes um, about an eight-minute walk or a mm -hmm. three-minute drive. Uh, but on the same road, we also plan to create in partnership with Bitcoin Beach, a community center there, uh, really wanting to make that the heart of El Zante. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Are you are you aware that there's another Bitcoin community in Sonsacate? Uh, they are called Bitcoin City SV. Uh -huh. and, and they are actually just, I think when we visited them, they were just talking uh, with the, the people of the community about how to build homes with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's also interesting for you. I don't know. Um, is New Story using Bitcoin now also in its corporate um, yeah. operations or something like that? Yeah. So we honestly were a super early adopter of accepting Bitcoin for donations. Um, I don't know if you remember the Lemonade Fund. We were part of their first round of giving back. It was basically this anonymous Bitcoin holder who uh, wanted to give back to charity. Um, and I know the, sorry, the Pineapple Fund. Pineapple Fund. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I know. apologize. <laughs> I, I knew it was a fruit and <laughs> said lemonade. Um, yes, the Pineapple Fund. So we were in their first round. They gave us a uh, million dollars in Bitcoin. Um, and then, so we learned how to accept cryptocurrencies in general. And uh, that was back, that was years ago. So since then, we've become a little more sophisticated with accepting Bitcoin and how we want to. So what we've currently done is 80% of what's donated in Bitcoin, unless instructed otherwise by the donor, gets converted into fiat to be used immediately. And then 20% we hold for... Bitcoin to grow, essentially. Um, and with major donors, and we determine major donors as over 150,000, if they determine they want you to hold their Bitcoin, we will hold the Bitcoin for an agreed upon number of years um, before converting it and then using it to build homes. Um, that way, donors can get the tax break now and they can also know that their belief in Bitcoin can generate more potential to build and make an even larger impact, um, which is a win-win for everybody. We get to plan out in the future as we know we have this certain amount of operating expenses or revenue for building homes. And then uh, the donor gets to know that their Bitcoin is growing with someone who intends to use it for an impact and they can get the tax break in this year. Hmm. Um, I guess going forward, when more and more companies or, or builders uh, accept Bitcoin, then you can also pay them in Bitcoin directly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we we've we've actually used Bitcoin to pay for certain things um, in the Elzante community as well. Mm -hmm. So not mm -hmm. even needing to convert it for once, but to the, in the larger scheme of things in our work in Mexico and Haiti, um, it gets converted currently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Okay, right. That's, that's fascinating. Great work that you're doing there. Um, have we uh, missed anything uh, in talking about the community in El Sonte? What, 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 uh, what's the time frame? Um, yeah. yeah. So the time frame for the first eight homes is families will move in in February. Uh, so the first repayments will happen in February as well. And then for the larger community, 100 to 500 homes, we plan to start construction this summer, which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and one question I have is also, how do you select who uh, is able to get yep. one of these homes? So historically, it's been disaster relief projects for New Story. So we work directly with the government and municipality to determine the most in need families or people affected most by different disasters that happen. Now we are shifting as we can do more, we're expanding our work of operations. We're also doing that work, but additionally doing a more market-driven approach where We are qualifying families, so still at the base of the pyramid income-wise, but they apply to get this affordable housing deal. Um, and they pay back their home over 10 to 15 years. And um, basically our local partners work with us and the city hall or the the area's uh owners right and mm -hmm. together we determine which families are a combination of most in need and um will benefit most from having a home so if they have kids in schooling age that want to become lawyers doctors that'll help that'll kind of get them up if they're an entrepreneur and want to run a business out of their new home um, that will, you know, basically the aspirations of these families and our ability to help make their dreams come true um, is how we qualify them, um, mm -hmm. as well as the first cutoff is them being in need. So we check to see if they have other land anywhere, if they have homes anywhere. So um, we're serving people who are homeless or live in inadequate shelter, squatting on other people's land or anything like that. But as long as they don't have another home somewhere, we're not funding second homes or anything like yeah. that. Um, but uh, then, then it's a roughly, um, 10 to 15 dollars a day is the target range of families we serve you mean uh they have 10 to 15 dollars a day for for the whole family yeah that's right okay so mm -hmm. the base of the pyramid but 
some some income. Mm-hmm. Understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't run into like uh, uh, away, you know, the money and 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 uh, right. with no effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Understand. Exactly. Yep. And I think you're using the Bitcoin Beach wallet um, for mm-hmm. the people to to pay back their mortgages. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So we've partnered with Galloy, who owns and operates the Bitcoin Beach wallet, and they are building out a new story tab as we speak. So families can click on that tab, see their total amount that they owe, how much they need to pay each month. Um, and it's a simple click and pay once a month for them. Um, and it, in it, we'll also have like a learn more tab for financial services and partnering with Bitcoin Beach is super helpful because they've been training families and they'll help train our community uh, in this as well. Mm-hmm. Great. So what are the biggest learnings uh, you've made in those um, two years maybe now since uh, you're working uh, for a new story um, or what have you learned in, in El Salvador? Yeah. So, geez, since I started working at New Story, I've learned a ton um, as both nonprofit and construction weren't my background. Um, I kind of got a bull rush of, of learnings and then working internationally is not something I had previously thought about. So most of my aspirations were domestic and seeing being out of the US for the first time was such a world opening experience seeing the level of poverty because in in the US there's lots of homelessness but the root of it usually isn't access in Latin America Haiti like there's no path to home ownership and that was kind of eye opening for me for sure um to see kind of a feeling of they couldn't they weren't even dreaming of things that i've always dreamed of and i grew up my, my widowed mom raised me and my two brothers uh in a single bedroom so like i can't imagine not even having that at least we knew where we were sleeping um and we could focus on academics and school um and then seeing just the high spirits even within not being able to think about owning their own home they still like were so kind and generous with what they did have it's it's incredible and now seeing kind of that in el salvador specifically el zante specifically there's a flip that switched for these families that now know they have a lot of value. Um, they see people coming in, uh, additional resources, companies wanting to set up shop in El Zante. And for the first time, they're dreaming really big. So kind of seeing how little things 
can change the mindset of an entire population is so powerful. I'd say that's probably my, my biggest learning, just the impact an individual or a small group of people can have on the world and in an area. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. And if we think about the fact that there might be more of these small communities yeah. doing this work, then you and it grows everywhere and suddenly you, you change the world. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's the thought. <laughs> okay, super. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much, Josh. Um, anything you'd like to say to our listeners? And maybe you can close with uh, telling us where they can find the work of New Story mm -hmm. and maybe follow you. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you want to partner with New Story, there's lots of opportunities to do so. If you're a wealthy individual and Bitcoin's been good to you and you want to give a portion of that for families in need to have dreams and success, uh, feel free to check us out at newstorycharity.org. Um, and my Twitter is Joshua underscore LC underscore young. Uh, if you want to DM me, I respond very quickly. My email is josh at newstorycharity.org. Um, if you're a organization that has philanthropic goals or sustainability goals, uh, we do really well with those types of partnerships. We give employees uh, a lot of engagement and a good experience as well. Um, so yeah, we <laughs> just really proud of the work that we get to do um, and hope you check us out. Yeah, you can be proud of what you do. And thank you very much for all the work you're doing. Thanks, Josh. I hope we see each other again yeah. sometimes in the future yeah. and all the best. <laughs> Thanks, Anita. I hope we see each other too, maybe in El Salvador again. Maybe, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> bye, Anita. That's it. Thanks again for joining. If you've enjoyed this interview, please subscribe to my YouTube show and maybe also to my newsletter at anita.link news. See you next week when it's time for the Anita Posh Show.